Welcome to The Grow Room Diaries, a podcast brought to you from growroom420.com. In The Grow Room Diaries, we interview growers from around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode and check out our other podcasts. And of course, come and join the community at growroom420.com. All right, what is up? Welcome to The the Grow Room Diaries podcast. This is number two. Um, We've got myself and Jimo. Jimo's a bit late, obviously. Um, Today, we've got Matthew Martin from The Forum. Joining us, uh, big thank you, Matthew, for uh, Matthew for coming on. Um, just gonna make sure I've got the screen up here. What's happening, grow room fellers and ladies? Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. That's good to have you on, man. Really appreciate it. So yeah, this is the show. We'll be sort of picking your brains a bit. Get to know Matthew. That's all right. <clears throat> yeah, let's go, Gromies. What's happening? Hope everybody's doing okay today. Staying safe and staying positive. So, GMO, as I said, is running a bit late. I've got a croaky voice, so we're falling apart, but it wouldn't be a growing podcast without that. So, yeah, so, Mafu, nice one for coming on. So, do you want to tell us a bit about where it all started for you? Yeah, why not? Um, Thanks again for having me on. It's a thrill for me to be here and hanging out with you guys live on YouTube and hanging out with the forum chat people on on the the chat live chat here. So, that's going to be great. Uh, For me... Uh, I'll be 30 this year, and about 15 years ago, I was a teenage boy looking to start growing some dope plants just for fun. And so I reached out to a seed bank online, uh, Rhino Seeds UK at the time, back in 2005. And I was like, hey, uh, if I work with you guys and edit some of your product descriptions, would you guys mind sending me some free seeds? And the operator or admin of the website at the time reached back out to me and he's like uh dude these these edited descriptions look great would you rather just get paid instead and so from that day on for the next three years i became a professional paraphernalia description editor for rhinoseeds.com and uh over time a couple years into that ended up doing customer service online and forums picked up smoking obviously as part of the community um uh currently have been using uh, cannabis for pain relief and uh, stress relief. I use it to keep a level head. I use it to buffer stress and um, it helps me relax my deep core muscles in a way that I can't when I'm sober. Um, it, 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 al- it allows me to tap into my core muscles um, better than when I'm not smoking cannabis. So that's why I use it and that's kind of how I got into it. That's a bit of a mad beginning. So you start off trying to get a few C's and that working for a C company. Starting yeah, out actually, as well. Yeah. So the guy, I actually never ended up getting seeds either. He right <laughs> off the bat, he was right off the bat, he was like, What's your mailing address? And as a 15-year-old kid, I'm like, what the fuck? This guy wants me to wants to send me cash in the mail. Like, I can't receive <laughs> I I can't receive cash to my parents' house. So I go to the local post office as a teenage kid and get a p.o box and they don't ask for my id i get the keys and i send him my p.o address and i start getting parcels of just straight cash in the mail that were sent to him to get seeds oh that is that's a crazy one isn't it see bank dealing cash in the post to america yeah yeah man Man, I'd, i'd be I'd be getting, I'd, I had a flat rate per description. So every two weeks or so, I'd say, you know, I sent you this many descriptions this week, you know, these last two weeks. So the total would be this. And then he would just freaking stuff cash in an envelope, fives, ones, twenties, whatever he had to equal that amount and just send it to me. 
to send it over in in UK money and then change up all he change up for you. No, he sent me he sent me US dollars, which was very considerate of him. But I'm sure he also had plenty of United States customers as well. Yeah, yeah. So what was the coup back then? Why did you approach a UK company? Was it not could you not get them over there then? Was it more difficult? You know what, Kino, um, at the time in, in 2005, you know, really Google was kind of just beginning to be the um, the leader for search bar queries online, right? So I yeah, uh, yeah. I literally just went on to Google and was like, online seed banks and, you know, navigated the first five or 10 links that Google gave me and fucking Rhino Seeds was like the number one or number two link. Mm. And, you know, and then I had to compare it, obviously, against other websites. And they all just seemed just as dodgy as the next. So I thought that I could get an angle on Rhino Seeds by offering them some, uh, you know, tailored descriptions. Because that at the time, their, their English was bad. Like, the grammar was horrible. The, you know, there were just, like, so many things about each seed description or each water pipe description that were, like, if this read better, I would buy it. But because I can't read it, it makes me angry and I won't buy it. And that's mm. what I told him. I was like, dude, I bet you guys can make more sales if things just read better. And he was like, oh, my God, this sounds so great. Oh, fair play. Can't go wrong with yeah. that. I, I mean, I shit my pants when he emailed me back and was like, dude, yes. <laughs> mm. I think that's every grower's dream. I mean. Especially over here, given the legal status of where you are, I don't know what it is as well, but, you know... It's, Unf- uh, it's unfriendly. Unfriendly. So for, to work for a seed bank and have access to, you know, that knowledge and the con- uh, uh, contacts, things like that, that's, that's got me mad. Especially for a young kid. For a young kid, man. Jesus, I was smoking back then, but not growing. I didn't even know you could grow your own back then, really. So that's mad. So yeah i i got into this um seed bank business about the same time that i started smoking so i didn't really even have like developed a relationship that much with the plant i just thought it was a sweet counterculture thing and i was a teenage boy so i was like gung-ho about it yeah yeah it's obviously helped you so more ways like you say it, it helps you in, in a lot of ways medical wise and relax with uh, relaxing and that sort of thing so i think a lot of people underestimate it as a, a plant and it's uh, you know it gets a lot of stigma just being a drug we spoke about it before being the older generations that i think you know it's just been drummed into them that it's bad and i think as the younger generations get older it, it will change i don't think you're still going to have that stigma wrapped around us aren't we for a long time oh for sure 100 but you know that's because um, there are deep-rooted cultures that are against our beliefs, yeah. and it's not our place to tell them what to believe either. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Mate. I like that you said that. It's it's all of our responsibilities to accept everybody else's beliefs as long as it's not damaging to other parties. Mm-hmm. You know, is- you can you can have a different belief than me and I can be okay with that, but that doesn't mean that I have to agree. Yeah. And if everyone thought the same and everyone just accepted each other's beliefs or you know, the way they are, I think it'd be a lot easier, but it's just not the way it is. But then you have to look at it as, it's not ignorance, it's the wrong word, but when it's drummed into you for that many years, you know, I speak often about my nan and the fact that, you know, she wouldn't, she took a lot of very strong painkillers that were, that were a lot more toxic and a lot stronger in effect. Than, than cannabis was ever going to be and you know to her it was just a drug because she was that generation it's just drummed into him so it's not it, yeah. it's ignorance to it's it's uneducated not un, not educated enough in it and they don't want to be educated because it is there's a stigma attached to it so yeah no that that brings to light um 
one aspect of the nature nurture argument, you know, it, um, hate is not inherited. Hate is taught. Yeah. You know, hate is learned. So for, for those of us that are against this culture and not just simply not for it, like you can be not for it and also not against it. You can be like, hey, I don't really like weed, but I got nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But there are those people that are like, I have something wrong with it. And that is learned. Yeah. It's you know what? It's, it's learned obviously from a biased perspective in something, but it's like we've said before with the, you've got to play to the 1% in society, even in, in our culture and what we do, you're going to have people that will just take the piss out of it, that will be out there blowing. As soon as it's recreational in a state, they'll be out there blowing smoke in people's faces or sitting outside a, a, in, in, in a park with kids all over the place. They're just pushing the boundaries because they can. And that, that also works against us. You know, it's not just people hating on the fact of what we do and, and the stigma of the last hundred years of that it's a drug. You've also got people that are genuinely out there. It's almost activist type over the top behavior that just makes it worse. You know, you can have an yeah, old lady yeah. sat there moaning, they're going to blow smoke in her face or something, or you don't, it's just, as you say, everyone accepts and everyone was a bit calmer and everyone was a bit more accepting. It'll be a lot easier, I think, moving forward for us, but. You know, Kino, I'm, I'm with you 100% there, um, but I just had a thought here and, and um, I just thought of another another meme that I came across while I was scrolling on Instagram the other day yeah. that, that I, I really connected with, but it also raises a question uh, of integrity from the cannabis community side. So the meme was something like, uh, had like the background picture was like cannabis leaves and um, pharmaceutical pills. And the words were something like, you see a medicine I see a drug for um, the pill. And then the belief side was like, I see a medicine, you see a drug. Mm. You know, so it was like one meme that showed both sides of the argument yeah. and they're both polar as hell. Yeah, yeah. They're both unaccepting of each other. You know, so as the mm. cannabis community, if we want the pharmaceutical community to be accepting of us to some degree, we have also got to give them that same courtesy and, and acknowledge at least somewhere a purpose for that science, because that is legitimate for some applications. And that yeah. knowledge that is being produced by all of that research and you know, plant science molecule extraction to make pharmaceuticals is like very informational you know, and also feeds Western medicine. You know, so there, there are some things we need to pay attention to as the cannabis community. We can't also be hyperpolar against Western medicine. Of course, yeah. everything has a place. Everything has a, exactly that. I've seen that as well. I've seen people that will try and ram down your throat about cannabis or CBD. Or like this CBD stuff that you see all over the social media at the moment. You see it, you're on Instagram. That's hemp CBD. But, you know, they're out there trying to push it as cannabis CBD and it will, it will cure everything. It will do everything. You've got to be careful with the message. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, we were speaking to Spartan um, on the last last week and what he's done for uh, his uncle and for people around him, what he does. And it does. 
but you have to be careful about how you label it. And you get these people that will be doing these franchise selling for CBD companies who haven't got a clue in nothing. They haven't got a clue about nothing. They're probably only going to smoke cannabis, let alone CBD, just CBD. Right. And they will be out there shouting from the rooftops, it will do this, it will do that. And you talk to them. But we have people approach us about uh, sponsorship on the forum. I mean, I'm not getting involved in none of that stuff with the CBD deal. Because, you know, yeah. you're, de you're dealing with yeah. franchises. You're not dealing with the company. You're dealing with someone that's, you know, paid for the bottles and they get the amount they sell, they get X amount of money. It's scary. In, you know, it's Instagram, Facebook, and that is getting scary. It's like it's like pure. It's it's like uh, pyramid scheme seeping into the cannabis community. Yeah, that's that doesn't sound any good. It does, yeah. And it's money, 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 and that's the problem with, with legalization. That's what I've always banged on about. But when you but have people that can just go out and try and earn money and not have any background experience, that's scary shit. And anyone can be as professional as they want to be on a Facebook post. That's even scarier. You know, you, I can make my post yeah. look as professional as I want to make them. Anyone can do that with a basic editing uh, shit on their phone. It's scary stuff, man. Yeah. But, yeah, well, but I think that's an important point. I, I, just to, to wrap up this thought, I think, you know, there are definitely good and bad players in both Western medicine and the cannabis medicine communities. And we have to acknowledge that as a mm. part of the community. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. So um, you've had a bit of breeding, didn't you? Moving on from that one, but it's something I want to hey. talk to you about because we've got yeah. your seeds. We've got some of your seeds. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy they landed in your hands, man. That's such I know, and I've got some uh, American newspapers to read as well. I thought, <laughs> what the hell is that when it turned up? It was about, it's a massive box, like parcel size box thing. It was like, what? Opened up with newspapers. I thought, what is that? And there's like bloody, bloody, you must have put like you need, what, 200 seeds in there. But yeah, we've got yeah, your something seeds. Something like that. I didn't count them. I just yeah, it was mad, man. Um, yeah, so yeah, sorry about the packaging. I, uh, I have no, a long history, I have a long history of working for, um, crop science research, and we have a tendency to discreetly share research materials between international labs. Yeah. Um, and that is, um, uh, a, a popular tactic. So yeah, it certainly worked, mate, because I didn't know what was going on when I got that. Go you know, it had been, well, it had been some time since I had sent some seeds international, you know, uh, against the label of the customs that I claimed. So I was yeah. like, well, let's err on the side of caution. Mm. That's it's best to be safe and sorry. I mean, obviously, you know the way we ship, and it's it, it with, with what we do, it's just it's a labeling that 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 is fine. It's why they all get through. But yeah, no, mate, yeah. I've, it's better to be safe than sorry. And I've got a couple of papers downstairs that were very interesting. So I can't grumble, man. Hey, uh, you did get both packages, correct? Both packages. I did. I sent you two. Oh, I've got one package. No, with newspapers in. Oh hell! I sent you two that had the same seeds in them because I was worried one package might get lifted. And I was oh, no. fucking right. Oh, you must be. We got the tracking, didn't you? So you must still be floating. That's it, wicked, I, it, man. it wouldn't have been lifted, man. It'd just be honestly. I think Sage is still on the forum. We're still waiting for something from two posts ago something oh well maybe it slipped air. through the cracks then see i was worried about that too so i sent i actually sent you two different shaped parcels as well i sent you like that little box and then i sent you like a, a paper envelope that's what yeah the paper envelope that's what i meant box size like thing that's the one that i got was the um the paper what the like a paper just envelope the, but just a giant parcel one. yeah like the a giant one, one. Yeah, the other one will turn up, mate. It will. It's just yeah. delayed. We've had. I think. I think Mama was waiting for one for ages as well. I think she's still waiting for one now. Well, I'm gonna hope for that. I'm counting on that. But yeah. also, if it doesn't land, I did send you two for a reason. 
So there you go. Okay. Well, yeah, no, that, as I said, everyone got their prizes and uh, there's still loads on there, man. So, yeah, we've got this little Good. packaging coming this week as well. We should be here this week for you Good. and Dex's seeds and obviously the, the foreign ones that we give out. So, All right. So, mind yeah. you, um, the seeds that I've sent into the forum and the seeds that I'm growing in my um, can of thread, besides the poison cherry individual from Predicated Breeding, uh, Kyle, uh, bless his heart. Good man. Go check him out. Um, I have the shaman, which is our northern climate um, standard variety that we have been growing in the family for five years now. Uh, and actually, I got it from my in-laws who had been growing it for a few years prior to that. So I unfortunately don't know the true heritage of the northern shaman. But what I can tell you is this. It is a hardy variety. It is extremely oily. Even the stems from the males are just intoxicating to the nose. Um, it has a very earthy smoke and flavor. When cured right, it's endlessly smooth. I have five-year-old seedy bud of it from one backyard grow that I'm still smoking because I have no good weed. In fact, I'm about to spark one up right now. Um, and it's smooth as hell. Yeah. Okay. After five years. Yeah. So, uh, the shaman will treat you right. Like I said, and, um, it's cold hardy. That's, that's, so it, it's could be very well over here. Might be going to do outdoor. I don't think I was doing it outdoor. That's kind of what I was hinting at because we yeah. often grow it in the backyard climate up here at, uh, like the 45th parallel 44th parallel. And, uh, it does get cold in like October before things ripen. So I have seen vegetation around these plants freeze to death. And this plant just decides to kick out some more trichomes and throw a few perps. Fair play. That's definitely very, very dense in that cold weather as well. Mm. So that's all I can tell you. Um, it, it Every year pretty much performs the same bean to bean. Um, it selfs itself. So, um, you know, we have males and females outside together of the same bean lot. Um, so that's why I have CD bud, but that's also how I have the beans to share. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't always control the actions of your family members. So I, I had uh, grown and cloned all female plants to put into the backyard. And I had some other family members who dabbled themselves with the same beans and ended up inadvertently putting males right next to my beautiful females and oh, no. then the, the individual tending the, the lot um, just had too many things going on and the males ended up you know doing their thing and mm. uh, we still trimmed it all up and it's still like I said it's here for me when I have nothing else so there's nothing wrong with that I see you got your seeds and saying else at the end of it so yeah so that's a little bit about the shaman um, the hybrid is just an f1 I don't know if you would really call that breeding I would call that, um, <laughs> I don't know, who was it that was saying they like to chuck pollen? Was it Capitan that was saying he likes to chuck pollen? I, don't I think remember. Marcus, Marcus, I think. Marcus, yeah. yeah. Whoever it was, I, I just chucked some pollen. So what I did is I had um, I had bought a bag of some orange juice bud. God, I don't even know. Some guy. A one-time thing, right? And it had one bean in it. I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And I freaking, <laughs> of course, I planted it and it turned out to be a male. And I was like, damn it. But then I thought, hey, I got some shaman females. So I, so I took them away from the females 
and I, I brought that male into my basement and put him in my my young growth chamber, the, the smaller one that you can see if you go to my uh, growth chamber build thread on the forum. Um, so I had the male down there in the basement and I had the females in a different space. So then when the males were ready and the females had some, you know, uh, receptive flowers, I went downstairs, my little Petri dish, tapped the flowers under the Petri dish, covered it and just brought it right over with a little tiny, tiny little paintbrush, grabbed some pollen, picked one branch, painted the one branch, put a little glycine bag over the one branch and then just let her go and wound up with more seeds than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. From one branch. Yeah. Because so I've had seeds go before. I've had, like I say, a bit of self-pollination accidental. Um, but it is the amazing the amount of seeds you'll get. Sometimes like my lower stuff, I'll have it. And it's it just shocking. The amount. I'll but never the, get them like, fully uh, developed, but because it happens right. later on in flower. But yeah, it's amazing. Right. That's, <clears> that's um, the quick point that I was just going to bring up. You know, for, for those of you listening who might be interested in trying to chuck some pollen, um, one recommendation I will give you is when you have a male segregated from the females and they're both growing at the same time, I would recommend waiting to flip the male until you have a reasonable amount of receptive flowers on every node. Like I would say at least 10 calyxes on every node that are actively asking for pollen. Because if you, if you do it too early, you might only get like one or two beans per node. And if you do it too late, you might end up with a lot of beans that don't develop. So there actually is like some tact to chucking pollen at home. So that's important to think about. How long would you say it takes from pollination to establish seed that is, is going to be reliable? Oh, you know, that's a, that's a good question, man. I can't, I can't really speak on that. Anytime mm -hmm. I chuck pollen, I just run the plant until she tells me she wants to die. Yeah. That's, that's, and then, the and point, then yeah. I, and then I very carefully clip her up, you know, cause she will start dropping beans before the entire plant wants to go. Yeah. So I, I even, you know, some people will even like hang aluminum foil or wax paper or, you know, something else like under the plant the last couple of three weeks of its life, because it will start to, you know, even in a good, if a good wind hits it, you can get seeds fly out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. Try it. Shoot. I'm, 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 not? When I move, I intend to that agent orange. That I, I, I would love so much. I really want to have, I want to preserve genetics more than breed, but I'm just going to yeah, stick you, it in there. Colloidal you, silver um, it. And, yeah, you're, yeah, you're doing the colloidal sulfur, right? Yeah, we tried. Do you know what? It was a product that I, I see years ago because me and some fellow were going to have a go at breeding years ago. But lucky we didn't because now I look back on him, nothing about grubbing. So I would have just been pissing about. But it was called, I can't, Terra Misa Mist or something. And it's supposed to be a lot less um, intrusive and a lot more natural than using the silver. But I just yeah, can't that find is it a anyway. very, it is a very stressful approach. But I think that is um, part of it, is that stress is needed to cause the flip to happen. Yeah. Because you want female anyway, with female pollen, you have to, and you've got to stress them out. But I'm trying to think of ways to do it because sometimes if, of what I've heard, I don't know anything about breeding, but if you stress, if a plant, say, if I had my Agent Orange out there now and I went out there week eight and they were full of seeds, self-pollinated, the, the chances of them seeds home in would be higher than something that was bred properly. If I'm stressing a plant out to breed it, am I not getting that anyway? The extra chance that the, 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 the Hermie may be 
present in, in the seeds themselves. So that's why I looked at this. Part. I remember seeing it. I can't remember where I see it. It was on a YouTube video, I think. Terramisa Mist or something like that. And You know, that's interesting. Um, Kino, I'm not going to try and speak to that as a, as a cannabis breeding expert because I am in no way that. Um, but I can tell you that from my understanding, and this could be completely wrong, but this is from whatever I've picked up from cult, you know, cannabis lore and forums. Yeah. And, and Jack Hare. <laughs> um, is, that, is that plants that do self themselves um, stand a, a higher chance at being female beans because of that stress level that they went through to, to throw the male flowers and yeah. then you know, in hopes that their beans that they give will be females that also can do that same power. Yeah. Uh, this is all speaking very incorrectly about plant physiology because plants do not have a will when you're talking about strictly physiological plant science. Yeah. Um, I'm not very good at talking in that, but I do appreciate and validate all of that approach. Um, so I often say plants want to do this or they try to do that. And that is um, an interesting way to talk about plants, but not necessarily the scientifically accurate way. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that day, you know what? With ninety percent of grown, this is what I say. I mean, it's a bit different over, over where you are now in your your country because of its being inside. But a lot of it is just experience and and you know, one person's opinion to another. We're all doing the same thing, but we're all doing it very differently. Even to but people, the other exactly thing, the, the other thing setup, I wanted so. to say there though is, um, I have no idea about influencing the likeliness of permeating in the subsequent generations of a self yeah. plant. That, that I, I have no idea. Uh, I haven't done this enough to, to have it my own observation and I haven't read enough literature to have a, an educated pr perspective on that. So that's an interesting thought. And if anybody in the chat knows, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you see, it's a, it's, as you say from like forums, that's what I've heard it. I mean, I, I remember I had um, my blue cheese and pineapple Oh chunk. my God, blue cheese. I've done them, the blue cheese and pineapple chunk was my well, was my first and a half where I'd done an auto and then that uh, I've done 11 autos only one of them popped my first ever time I germinated and then <laughs> I had blue cheese and pineapple but the pineapple chunk uh, grew female more male female bits and um, got the uh, the blue cheese pregnant and I was told not to grow them for that reason I was told that, that you know the chances of that being um, them hermian down the line because it had been done through light stress or so it hadn't been done in the proper ways with this. So that, that, that's the, the thought that I had. But again, I know nothing about breeding. I can only go on what I'm, uh, what I'm told. And what I've, what I've yeah. Heard. I mean, my, my rudimentary understanding of cannabis genetics is that it has, uh, I think if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it has 8.4 billion base pairs in the DNA. It's diploid species oh. and it, it is tends to be a dioecious crop, but the females are monoecious when under stress. That's about all I know. <laughs> that was I don't definitely know. not GMO talk there. I don't know anything more about, you know, how the DNA likes to recombine yeah. or how, you know, what the population sizes need to be for, you know, proper um, phenotyping and genotyping studies. Like, I'm sure that, uh, you know, like Dr. George Weiblin and other folks who... Uh, genotyped purple kush in canada back in 2011 i'm sure they would have far more um valid information than what i'm mm. hypothetically throwing out there from yeah. a stoner plant scientist's perspective uh, we like stoner plant scientists that grow room so you're right 
<clears throat> but yeah, no, it's, as I say, it's, you, you, you can only go by what you what you hear and what you learn, and that is the thing. A lot of it is subjective, and that's why you see. We always talk about that that same analogy with growing as like in the UK, it's like islands. You should have five growers that know each other, or a forum that all know each other, like through the forum, or you'll have a, a cannabis club, and they all start doing things. But it'll be completely different from the island over there. And do you know what I mean? The island of growers, and it, it's mad when you see people turn up with these different mad ideas. And it's like the way they've always done it, and it's always worked. But it's like no, that wouldn't work. It does work. It's mad. So it, it, with breeding, with anything, with any anything to do with growing, because it's been underground for so long. Obviously, now it's more open in the US and other countries. But it's, it's it is just subjective and what it's almost opinions, isn't it? You know, we all, we're all doing the same thing, but doing it differently, as I say. So, oh well, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that cannabis is. If it isn't already, it is in the running for the most hybridized plant in human cultivation. Oh, it has to be. It has to be, yeah. I don't know. I haven't even read on that, but it has to be, doesn't it? I mean, it's the way that it is bred. I was talking about it just Have you, Hey, I just, I just thought of this. I, I, I might be wrong on the timing. It, it's either five or 8,000-year-old um, vase was found in an Egyptian tomb next to a buried king and they broke the beeswax seal on this like torso sized vase and it was yeah. full of viable cannabis flower like the entire thing was just buds oh, and they weren't, secure, moldy. <laughs> they weren't moldy it was green Jesus yeah right it was like that's some mad shit man I don't, I don't have the link on me because I'm just on my phone and I don't remember mm. when I came across this, but I saw like the picture and it was in like, I think it was like a National Geographic or something like that. Like it was nuts. It is. I mean, oh, this is obviously a bit extreme, but people say the longer they cure, the better. So that's probably the best bud on the planet. <laughs> like I thought my five-year-old hay smoked all right, but that shit. <laughs> be that's mad. like smoking velvet. I wonder how it smelled. Wonder if it did have a bit of a pong to it still or not. It's been sealed, isn't it? In a jar, wax seal. That'd be crazy, Oof. man. Oh man. That's that how you door. get the plague. <laughs> they they cured the plague right on there too for you. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of you know, stuff like that. You know, and then mm. uh what was it like a, a fifteen hundred year old lotus flower seed was discovered from an archaeological dig and they they rehydrated it in a lab and took care of it and it like legitimately regrew. And then That's they geno and then they genotyped the 1500 year old. Um, so they, they sequenced the DNA from the ancient variety, right? That they revived. And then they compared it to today's variety and they're like, Oh my God, look at all the difference, but Whoa, look at all the similarities. That's mad. I was, I'm, yeah. just, I'm not ignoring you. I'm on Google now, like hitting buttons. I need to see this shit, man. I want to find this 8,000 year old weed and I'm going to look for this lotus flower. But that's some crazy shit, man. It just shows, isn't it? It just shows the power of nature and life will always find a way. You know, cheesy from Jurassic Park, but it's true. It's mad. How can you, do you think, have 15 year old seed, 1500 year old seed? And we have problems German seeds that are two years old. Mad. Yeah. Plants but are you, wild. It's what you were saying there about the. Um, the fact that you know, the most hybrid uh, hybridized plant, it, well, I do agree, it has to be up there. But it's the way that we've hybridized it, you know, uh, we've, uh, we've bred it for THC. And we're talking about this Spartan again, um, the fact that we've well, bred it to be think, THC heavy and to be, to I, be suitable to grow I, I, indoors in indoor climates. 
I think, it, you, know, it, it, you know, that last part is what you were getting at is where I think a, a significant portion of the breeding effort is going is it's not just focused on the THC content. Mm. I think historically it was focused on how can I travel across the world with this plant and keep it alive in a different environment? I have to cross it with something else. Yeah. So we have to keep finding it in other places and oh heck yes we found some seed we can make some you know they figured it out and we we were gifted the remnant of all of that co-evolution yeah but in in newer breeding what i'm saying sure is it's now about certain numbers not back then obviously no yeah exactly back then it was was nothing like that but now it's the most hybridized plant i mean it is THC numbers and it is the yield or they're being, you, know, you find a strain that's really hardy. They'll try and be another really hardy. They're sort of being bred down avenues, you know, in, in direct lines. There's no diversity. They're all trying to, all the breeders are trying to get the biggest bud with the strongest stone on it they possibly can that will be as hardy as possible to grow indoors or in cold, warm, damp, weather environments. So imagine how, in my opinion, how much the plant must have changed. Right. In, in, yeah, I mean, recent years, count, countless, countless DNA combinations. I mean, that just trying to think about how many genes influence trichomes or flower size or flower yeah. number or flavor or, you know, all of these secondary compounds like terpenes or uh, uh, esters or other, you know, other things that are thought to have biological activity inside of our bodies. Mm. This is it. And, yeah. and they've been bred, they've been bred for the, the effect they have on people. You know, so the plant that we know today, and I mean, watching the strain hunters program, they were going out trying to find lamb race and they, they kept, they found some, but I mean, majority of the time, you know, because people have been buying seeds to grow commercially in these countries where, you know, you find the land race, even, even the wild land race, what was supposed to land race were mixed genetics. They were mixed oh, with yeah. modern genetics. It was just all mixed up. So that's the problem. I mean, you know, humans have been traveling across the continents for more than 10,000 years, right? Mm. So imagine that time frame for the plant to be moved around, escape human cultivation in areas all over the world and find its own way to hybridize with other things that were also brought and dropped. Mm. And then how, who knows how many hundreds or thousands of years later we show up as the modern day crew. And like call stuff land races. That's yeah. why all of this genetic science and sequencing and multi-sequence alignment technology and software is mind-blowing. And you can yeah. track, you can track over time the, the certain alleles within cannabis's DNA. Like you can say that the trait that controls this color, or at some point in the future, we will be able to say, you know, for all of whatever trait we would be interested in, we would know which genes evolved where that would be and, crazy, then, wouldn't it? and then later on where did they then change into something new yeah no i'd love to see some of that and that's the beauty of it <clears throat> sorry the, the legality side of it is is people could put money people who invest to find this out <clears throat> sorry um you know the, the legality side of it means things get tested and and the, the funding will be there to go down these routes where if it was completely legal that you know that no university is going to be studying each strain to try and find out where it comes from so that's mad and I, I can't wait for that to see that sort of information i didn't even know they were doing that to be honest so that's 
another thing I'm going to be Googling that you've come out with tonight. So you give me a nice long search history list here or search well, list to go through later. But yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you... Um, Fair play. I'm glad that you are, are willing to foster these kinds of conversations, but, but also that you brought up the money thing and the investment mm. thing and the legality of opening that door. Mm. And I think, I think for those of us who are listening and those of us who aren't and are just doing this in areas that are not friendly to what you were doing, kudos to you for practicing the skill and, and keeping this human culture alive where you are, you know, because when you do it, you build knowledge that you can share with the rest of us. And we're all trying to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, but until those of us in unfriendly areas become friendly, we won't have the power of bringing academia and government and the private sector together to accomplish these big aims. You know, until that, that hurdle is removed, the, the power of the work that we're doing is being um, stifled. Yeah. Because we, we're, it's illegal for all of us to connect. We can't move money around from different sources like the government or private sector or academia because that's a no-no. Mm. We're, you know, we're, we're hindered in just a way that we can't, you know, I can't be public to what I'm doing. And the people, no one on the forum can, you know, it's, it's different when you're illegal, but even when you're legal, I think you still got to be careful with things because, I mean, this, I'll, I'll go into that later. But Oh, you mean you know, because humans are crazy? Oh, yeah, that's important yeah, too. Yeah, this is it. But, I mean, it, you know, when it does, well, when, if, how, but, but UK, I don't know. If it does, and hopefully when it does go legal, loads of people that have got all these years experience you know they're already here waiting you know not they're waiting to go and do legal things with it but they're people here that know what they're doing it's the same in america it's like the same thing up in there so it's, it's already being done like you say people are keeping that alive people are keeping you know the knowledge alive by continuing to do it so and a lot of people do it for different reasons some people will do it for a hobby some people will do it for medication like i've always said i do it because i just love growing i mean if i didn't have any reason to use a bud i'm at the point where i just love the growing side of it so it's good that people do that and, and the knowledge will get shared, you know, and it will stay alive and it will get passed on. And that's the beauty of the forums. They're old school. I know they're not Instagram. They're not one click wonders, upload a picture. And you know, but the information's there. It's, it's all everything. Everything has a place. Forum, Instagram, other social media, they all have a specific purpose. Mm. There isn't just one thing to be used i don't think that was ever the intention for any of these things it was never just to be the forum and only the forum no, the yeah, forum exactly. i can only imagine because i wasn't there to incept it but being a member of it now the, the type of energy that i'm throwing into the forum is like the forum is just the door hmm. you know i walk in through that door to interact and learn and share I'm not there to compete except for the silly daily comps and the fun more than cooperative comps, you know, mm. it's all silly fun comps. It's not, I'm here to compete for my own self-worth. It's I'm doing some stuff that I think are neat. Here's some photos. If you think it's neat, 
sweet. I have some issues. Let's talk about it. If you have some issues that I see that I've experienced and have solved, I can maybe share that experience and it might help you. And that would make me feel great. You know, but if I share something and you disagree, I would also feel great if you said, uh, I think you're wrong. Yeah. We're quite, quite lucky to put a balance. Yeah. There's no real egos on there. There's no real, if someone, if someone thinks someone's different or their opinion's different, or it's not really, no one shoots anyone down, which I've seen in a lot of places and I'm not digging anywhere else. I'm saying it's just sort of the way that our places ended up, which is quite nice. Except Honestly, from what- who's in chat, who keeps digging me out and showing me food and shit. But yeah, I won't dig into K-Bag today. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm going to stay out of that. <laughs> that, 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 that. That's all come before me. That's, uh, yeah, I, I don't need to open that can of worms. <laughs> K-Bag loves me, really. I did, yeah. I did, I did um, jar you a little bit, though, in the three-word story thread, though, so. Oh, did you, I did say, what did you say in there? Yeah, you were, yeah. We were talking about, like, we were talking about like shit hitting the fan and like shit everywhere. And then I said shit on my Big Mac right after you posted. <laughs> I didn't see that, man. But yeah. No, I, thought you, I thought that might give you a little head crank. So everyone's been giving me McDonald's head cranks lately. I must have a real problem. I don't even realize it. But um, so yeah, just checking the chat out quick. See if any questions. K bag, Santa, if I had a cough. Uh, it's not that, mate. I've just said I'm not a bit run down. Oh, hey, fun fact. When I was 15 years old, and I reached out to that um, Rhino Seeds guy. Chatton was his name. And the seeds that I was trying to get off of that first transaction was strawberry cough because it was like brand new at the time, to my knowledge. And it was like supposedly was supposed to be a, a, a not a diploid, a tetraploid. It's, it was supposed to be like one of the first tetraploid cannabis varieties and it was supposed to be like this highly unstable weird morphology mutant plant that had like this epic smoke and i was like dude i want these beans and he was like i'll give you money instead and i was like that's not exactly what i want but cool that's it you're just putting up on them anyway with the money <laughs> so i remember it's Joby cough so that's passion isn't it it's one of their strains I, I don't remember to be honest yeah i think it is they might have a version of it but i know that it was very popular when i was Oh, I don't know how long ago that'll be now. Around 20. So, yeah, not far off that sort of time. It was very popular where I was for a long time. Strawberry cough. I've never so. had it. I've only no. ever seen pictures. No. Well, I, might, I think you might have some. I might have a look. I'll have a look. You might have some here. I'm pretty sure we did have some with the last, before the Grower's Choice ones were given out. So, I might have a couple rattling around. I'll have a look for you. It's a big plant. Yeah, as that'd well. be awesome, man. That'd be awesome, yeah. dude. A big, big plant. So, well, I like weird plants. Mm. Uh, do you know, I, I don't know if oh, no, I've, I might have seen them grown. I just don't know if it's weird. Maybe it was weird for the time. Going you know, back a long I, time, 2005. So This is a great opportunity, actually, for me to bring up one of my questions for all of you uh, when it comes to strain genetics and uh, diploid versus tetraploid strains. Uh, to my knowledge, and I'm not uh, claiming to be a guru of strains or you know any, anything like that, uh, just from the years that I've spent exposed to the community, I only know of two strains that are were originally created as tetraploid strains. And the first that I ever knew of was ChemDog. Now, if anybody can correct me on that, I would love that because to me, the original ChemDog came from Canada and it's a tetraploid and it made four leaves at every node. And it was a very stocky, short stature, dense as hell plant, just like strawberry cough. 
because it has four copies of its DNA and not two like most of the other strains that we're all familiar with. I couldn't, I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen ChemDog, doesn't look any different, but then this is the thing. It's like we say about like the Gorilla Glue, how many different versions of ChemDog are there now? That's I'm talking about the strain. original strain that came out of, and I forget the name of the breeder. This is so bad. DJ somebody, I, God, what the hell was his name? Oh, that's so bad. The original ChemDog. Let's have a look now. He's original also, I believe dogs, that, yeah. I believe that breeder is also famous for a, a variety of original blueberry, if I'm not mistaken. I just, for the life of me, cannot remember his name or their mm. name. I don't know if it was at one person or a company. Computer's <clears throat> not doing it. Yeah, I couldn't tell you when, I, I didn't know, I don't know when Kendall even come out, but. Um, well, if anybody can correct me on that, as far as I know, it's from DJ Someone now. Someone from Canada. Let's have a look at DJ. DJ Short. DJ Spark. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. He's just come up. So Leafy's not Logan up for some reason, but yeah, Chem Dog ninety one, aka Chem ninety nine, Chem Dog. Uh, leaves on Leafy again. Leafy is not loading, so I can't get it up. But yeah, that's uh, DJ Short. Small tubes in chat saying. <clears throat> um, but Chem ninety one, aka Chem ninety one, is coming up. Yeah, we've got ChemDog. I know we had ChemDog. I never grew it. One, one I wanted to. No, grow, I never. I bought my. Um, so I have um, my in-laws. My wife's family has. She has an aunt that lives um, or lived out of our state. We had to make a, a cross-country trip, road trip, to go get some family furniture because they were moving somewhere else, and they were like, uh, "Our new place is too small. You guys need to come get this stuff if anybody in the family wants to keep it." So I had. Um, just recently actually been let go from my job as a head grower for a indoor aeroponics vertical farm. So I had the time to rent a vehicle and drive across the nation to go get this family heirloom. And on my way back, I drove through Colorado and swung by a dispensary called Ripe Dispensary and bought some chem dog there. And my God, did I not nurse that ace for six months <laughs> dude i like crumbled nice. like i like crumble four calyxes into a little one batter and just be like <gasps> oh <laughs> proper bub man yeah uh, see i, I say this is not about new school the old school it's one of my things I've, I've done topics on it but i don't know if it's just because you know like hey when you watch a, a, a i don't know a tv program 10 years ago and then you watch it now and it's like uh that's not as good as I thought. I always, but at the time, it was like the, the the best TV program in the world. I have to. I don't seem to have any moments. Well, I, I do all now. I don't smoke, but I smoked up till recently, and I, I haven't had any moments that sort of hit me like I did with like the New York Diesel, the first time I smoked that, or mm -hmm. the Purple Haze, or mm -hmm. UK Cheese. I remember the yeah. first time I smoked them strains, and it was just like mind blowing. Like, I remember sitting there smelling it, savoring everything about it. And it was, yep. you know, but I don't oh seem to get that anymore unless oh I'm growing God. old strains. Oh, like man, you said with a chem dog. I got a big smile on my face, you know. But you, you don't, oh. don't you, am I wrong? Do you, I don't get that with new strains. No. As nice as they are, and there's some real, I mean, some beautiful strains out there, but I just don't get that, oh my God. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Okay, that. but two two things. I got two thoughts. Um, 
the first thought is it's not necessarily just about like, like hallucination, like euphoria effect. For me now, like the appreciation is still the same, but it's for different things. Like the fact that the plant has made its way to me and the yeah. fact that I'm still capable of using it myself. I'm healthy enough to do this on my own. I, you know, I can, you know, it's all about the, the act and appreciation of the plant. No matter if it's not that, you know, massive hit to the skull or the headband that you want. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's like it's more. It's it's about the relationship more than just the effect. Mm. And the other thing is, um, the first time you were talking about, I can still remember the first time I smoked this strain or that strain. Yeah. I have the same thing. Mm. And I've only had it once, and I've talked about this yeah. on the forum. I've only had UK cheese once in my damn life. Mm. And it is still to this day, my favorite weed, regardless of how many times I've smoked Lord knows whatever else strain mm. because of that memory and the experience that I had. And because of the lore that exists behind the strain that is XO cheese. The story. Yeah. This, this, that's, I think that is it. Like the New York diesel has got you. There's, when you hear these things and you haven't had it, it becomes like infamous, doesn't it? It's almost like it's it's like the, 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 that that well, kid around the corner when you're young that was you know, bashing everybody up and everyone was scared of him, but no one ever seen him. Everyone oh, heard of him. All right, so do you know what I mean? Well, like I'm this 15 year old kid, right? Like learning about all these strains as I scroll yeah. through these horrible product descriptions on this website, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I'm like picking up on like 30, 40 strain names a day, not absorbing all of them, but it's hitting my subconscious, you know? So they're there yeah. somewhere. Um, so it's like, I'm learning all of this fun stuff. And ah, it was just wild, man, to like imagine what all of these things actually were because all I was getting was the name of the strain a picture of like a cola and then like some rag rigmarole words that were thrown together that had like some adjectives and other things in there but really no sentence structure mm. so it was like the characteristics of the different strains was there already on the website i just like made it readable yeah. and then learned all of these different word combinations that were being used to describe all these different strains and wondering whether or not they were true that's a, well, we all know now a lot of breeders will, will exaggerate things a little bit here and there, which is a shame. But so I'm going to stop there because Little Green's asked how he can get hold of you, Mafu. You want to let him know about your Instagram and everyone know about your Instagram if you want to. And obviously, the forum where you can, they can find you if they want to talk to you. Yeah, man. I mean, just hit me up. I'm I'm a friendly guy. Shit. It's Mafu it's, uh, Mafu uh, Martin, isn't it? On Instagram, yeah, you are. Mafu, Little Green's Mafu. from Instagram. He's on, he's on the forum as well, but Little Green has got a big Instagram channel. I'm trying to tease him to get on here at some point. We'll see. <laughs> Bloody hell. Sorry, I keep coughing. Yeah, I'm just going to get oh, up so I can spell it exactly as it is for you, little green. No, so... Uh, oh, yeah, I'll shut up for a minute then. Oh, you my fool. I got a couple smoke stories for you. It's M-A-F-O-O.Martin on Instagram, mate. You can get him. Go on, mate. Crack on. All right, so that cheese that I had, uh, I was hanging out. Uh, I was good friends with just really a few mates in high school and the first couple of years in college. So we always hung out at each other's houses. Um, so we're hanging out in my buddy's backyard. Um, the three of us are hanging out and some uh, chick that one of our friends knows from a different group of friends, like who also happens to like to smoke weed, like showed up and like 
whipped out this it had it must have been like a half ounce of just this delicious looking exo cheese and she handed me the bag i'm looking at this bud like drool is coming out of my mouth and i open the bag and it legit is just like sharp cheddar sharp cheddar and i couldn't i like could couldn't i couldn't believe it i had to pick my jaw up off the floor and hand her the bag back before I did something stupid. And then, <laughs> and then she, and then she proceeded to like roll a fat bat and we sat in the backyard and just like puffed some cheese. And it was amazing. It, and I've never had it since strength. I've never had it since, you know, I, I couldn't tell you that it like knocked me on my ass or did this or did that. It was just delightful. I'll tell you that. I'd say you something to look for it is the, the greenhouse exodus cheese. Now, when I was trying to get my hands on the original cut, because obviously the original plant is a clone. That's from Arion, right? The, the Strain yeah. Hunters, right? Yeah. Greenhouse yeah. seeds, the same blocks, right? So, yeah, he's a, 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 a version of it. Now, the thing with the strain was, is like K-Bag said in chat, this um, it goes back to like the 80s. This a skunk number one mutated, and that's how Yeah, that's the like an original mother, man. Yeah, so the, what the, XO XO's from skunk number one? Skunk number one, it mutated from a skunk number one. Now there's actually this is a mad thing. I've said it a few times on these, but because obviously you haven't heard it. There's about four cheese strains in the UK that all come from a skunk number one in the 80s. Now I think that they just people had the clone and they just named it themselves. You've got the blues, you've got um the yep. livers, there's uh the UK Exodus cheese. Um there's an Exodus and then the Luton claims to be different. But the point is is it after so many years, apparently it can't be bred. So Greenhouse done everything they could. You got there's a whole there's a, a video on YouTube with uh, one of them. I can't remember who it was. One of the Greenhouse boys was uh, doing a, a thing, and they managed to breed it in the end after so many attempts. And it's the closest. I, I was trying to grow cheese to try and find that Exodus cheese that I had when I was younger, and lucky enough, I ended up meeting someone that gave me one of the clones from the original. And the all the cheeses that I've grown, nothing come close except the greenhouse Exodus cheese. That was almost there in smell and taste, and it was strong like the Exodus cheese, the original. That's, that's so, and they're such cheaper, a cool story. I think oh you get five for like 17 quid. So you should have a go at that, mate, because if you like the Exodus cheese, that will remind you of the Exodus cheese that you had all that time ago. I promise you that. The smell, I think hey, growing hey, up, my birthday, Exodus, my birthday is in July, uh, just... I'll let you just so you know. That's it. Yeah. Well, let's see what we can do. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 <laughs> no, we might if I can get any other sponsors, mate, but have some. But um, uh, I'm, I'm joking. I'm, I'm not trying to get that. No, 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 no. I'm just playing around. Um, uh, so that, yeah, dude, the cheese, uh, maybe one day, maybe one day. You know, Sorry. I got so many, I still got them beans from decks I got to throw in the ground. And I've won like, you know, five or six strains from the daily comps I got to put in the soil. So I got, I got a future of beans that go in the ground before XO cheese, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. You know, like point, now, you know, right? like I think uh, if I remember correctly, point five hopped onto Dex's uh, that wedding cake, uh, wedding cake Femz he's working on, right? Uh, uh could you what is on the it? spot now? Cookies, they're uh, uh, the cookie, yeah, tropical cookies, yeah, yeah, the cookies, cookies. He, yeah. he's using CS on those too. So I think if I remember right, point five was like, oh my god, my calendar for my grow tent is like stacked, <laughs> I can't do it. I'm so sorry, Dex. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, yeah, point five out in more tents. I can see them two ending up with a few more tents the way they're going. But yeah, that's great uh, though. So you say tents, breed tents that grow in four twenty, man. Okay, but uh, the other strain though, uh, you know, you you just to go back quick to that. Mm. I remember that first time I had that one thing. 
And the only other like vivid, lucid memory that comes to mind is the first time I smoked train wreck. Pure line, pure line train wreck. It is an indica. It is short statured, highly dense, like most indicas, very resinous and very heavy on the body and couch lock effect. Um, like other stony types of weed can also provide hallucinations. So I was a freshman in college, hanging out after class one day. I had just walked into my dormitory. There's a, a, a big entry room that had like a fire pit, chairs and tables and like a pool table and the pool table was right next to this massive window like huge bay window so i just like got stoned with some buddies outside on the back hill on some wicked fire train wreck and (laughs) stumbled my ass back into the dorm and like didn't make it past the pool table where i proceeded to then pop my ass onto the edge and stare out the window at a maple tree and while I was looking at this maple tree, its leaves were changing color and oh, yeah. tiny and tiny magnifying glasses opened up and I started seeing the leaves closer up in my mind, dude. It was nuts. That's mad shit. And it was like little bubbles. It wasn't just one. It was like one would open over here and then another one would open over there and then it would keep going. And I was like, I had to shake my head out of it. I was like, oh my God, this train wreck got me screwed up. It's probably a lot of tripping out on it, man. So I've never had Dude, that experience. I swear to God, I was only smoking weed. Yeah. Nice, man. I've heard, of it. Wait, I've heard have, of people doing oh, it. Have you, have you, uh, are you familiar with the African-American comedian, Cat Williams? I'm not, no. Oh, he's a, he's a, a great comedian. Wonderful guy. Uh, and he's got this bit where he's like, buys some, he's like, you know, when you smoke that weed and you just can't do shit else after you smoke it, you're like, God damn, what the hell? And then he's like, goes and calls his dealer or something. He's like, man, what, what's up with this weed? He's like, man, I, I just sold you a bag of it. Uh-uh, why is it sparkling then? Why is it sparkling? <laughs> the trichomes are so shiny on it, you know? It's just like so heavy in the THC. Uh-uh, why is it sparkling? <laughs> <clears throat> so I have to look that up. Um, oh, yeah. that's funny. That's good stuff. Cat Williams is the G, man. K-Bax just it's, asked it's, me. It's, it's a K-A-T-T, Williams. I, I just Googled it. I've got, everything, I've got loads of tabs open from what you're saying. Now I'm going to be busy all night. But the things I want to look up from the beginning of the show, I'm going to be watching one of his videos. But well, K-Bax isn't that kind of the idea of these chilling shows? I mean, we're just hanging out, shooting the shit, right? That's it, mate. That's exactly I it. Just That's learned, I just learned from you that the that UK cheese is not just the only cheese. There's actually four cheeses, and it's a mutant from skunk number one. And there may or may not be four individual mutations, and I didn't even know about two yeah. of them. So cheers to you, because I didn't know that. They're very similar looking. Like K-Bags just said in there that the livers was northern England and the XO was southern. Now, we're never going to be able to split airs over it, but I do think that it was air, like, regional. So like they put their own names on them to do it because I don't see how Skunk Number One produced these these multiple different strains um, that mutated to do it. So we'll see. Well, what th- the reason I think they're different now, sorry, is is the amount of time. Like, the excess cheese that I've got, I know, is not what it used to be. But yeah, which I mean? believe one hundred percent because it's an old strain. And exactly, dude. How can you possibly entrust like one entity or one person to like? forever preserve the integrity of this strain's genetics like that's exactly. fucking unheard of like the fact that these things still exist and that the community is here to support that is insane so whatever we can do 
you know, however we can revive these things or, or rediscover, you know, there are people out there rediscovering strain hunting still, you know, like that, uh, all of these efforts are just so cool. And the fact that the cheese is like cared about so much that these, that these blokes over at Greenhouse Seeds would do all of that effort to try and preserve it and breed it again. You know, you should go. The video is brilliant. I think it was Franco done the video. Obviously, but yeah, he passed. He's so. no longer with us, right? No, I was just thinking that. Yeah, so obviously, rest in peace, mate. But oh, hell what dude. he done for it all? But um, what he done for the two community, years, but, right? Two years. Yeah, ago? it must be. We started doing the old Frank Smokey started doing the the lemon. They had that strain, didn't they? Franco's lemon, which was lemon cross exo. Yeah. And yeah. we started doing I, that on the forum when he died. It's, honestly, it's, honestly, if I were to. If I were to if I were to pop into the cheese world, which I will at some point in my life, no doubt, it would probably be Franco's lemon because yeah. because when I was a teenager, dude, you know, going through Rhino Seeds, exploring the community on my own, like YouTube was just becoming a thing, and those guys were all over it, and mm. I was also uh, because my mom, I'm sure, was privy to what I was doing, um, forced me to go through. Um, lutheran uh school uh what the hell do they call it um confirmation so i did four years of church confirmation at the same time that i was doing all of this counterculture stuff so i would literally take high times magazines with arian <laughs> and franco yeah. and like page after page of bud porn and grow up tips and stories and backgrounds of people who are in the community you know, on my church trips and I would slip the magazine like <laughs> behind, uh, you know, something else. Right. Like, and I would just be like in my sleeping bag in the church floor that we would sleep in overnight, like with a flashlight reading high times and not whatever Jesus material they wanted us to. It was yeah. awesome. No, I bet it was, man. Just what I've got. I've got a lot of high times. It was it red eye. I've got red. My stepdad was a stoner for years, man. And like, sort of, he's he the first one I think that sort of noticed that I was smoking it young. And obviously, like not being like giving me stuff when I was young. When I was like sixteen, we started talking. He started giving me these magazines that he had for like years, high time magazines. They're in the loft somewhere, and red eye magazines. And there was loads of them, but the, the stories in it. There were stories in there of people getting arrested over in the US for like an eighth and getting like fifteen years in prison. And there was the original hash makers like were telling their stories in there. But like, these people were going over to like Morocco and places and. Getting these, it was mad, man. I remember the magazines. They really do. I've still got them. I'm going to dig them out, actually, and get the pictures on the forum. Um, I mean, I'm sure they still make them. I just haven't really been tapped into the whole magazine yeah. world for, like, more than a decade, so. Yeah. No, but back then, that's all you said. Internet was just kicking off, so it was Actually, magazines. that's a lie. I just lied to everybody. I am a new subscriber to Northern Gardener magazine, so I just lied. I actually am a new <laughs> magazine subscriber. <laughs> So what's that? Is that just gardening or is that our, our favorite hobby? No, it's uh, it's like perennial gardening and, you know, vegetable gardening for northern okay. climate. People who do this, try to preserve this um, skill and craft in cold climates. Yeah. Right, fair play. Yeah, man. That's why there's a lot of northern gardening tags on my Instagram posts, if anybody ventures that oh. way. So that may connect a couple of dots for you there. A little greens of sand, bubba cheese. I've, I've heard of bubba cheese, but the other one that's supposed to be real, real close is uh, is it big butter? 
No, no, isn't no. Hold on, isn't Bubba Kush across of um, Big Bud and something uh, like Kush? I don't remember what Kush strain it was. Uh, I I could have swore it was Big Bud derived because the Big Bud plants from the high times ages from like the late thousands. Huh. Holy monstrosity of a plant! Do you remember that plant? I do. I'm, do you know what? And the amount of crosses. In regulars, though, like it used to be over these two free seeds, and always the world of seeds were free seeds of every order of seeds, and everything was crossed with big bub, man. Like everything, like you, every time well, I got seeds, it would be when a people started, cross. To, yeah. Well, because when we when it was discovered, everybody was like, Oh my god, this is far and beyond, you know, a yielder. There's something in the genetics within this line that needs to be used in further improvement of this crop, mm. right? That's the idea is you're using things to find to improve the next generation. Uh, so they, they used Big Bud as a template to throw quality and flavor onto that base that is yield. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of hinted at this earlier, but to try and think about all of the different genes and gene combinations and gene evolutionary geological origins and then the combinations that we create when we chuck pollen or be, decide to actually do professional breeding like some of the guys yeah. <laughs> you know it's to mad, think about it? it's awesome is it the thing that, that gets me with the breeding side of it is is you know it, it's safe you get, you get a seed of a breeder and i trust you know a lot of breeders some i won't trust but it's just something that you don't know much about but I don't think most breeders know what they've actually got. As you say there, because of the amount of crosses, the amount of crosses that you get that in the last, say, 30 years, and that, you know, how many how many different parental lines went into that strain? And then they're crossing it with that strain. Now you've got 30, 60, 80, 90, 120 different lines crossing all over the place with these, these modern genetics. I'm not moaning because there's some mad shit out there that's being produced. I mean, they're, no, they're and it's not just mad that- shit, but... And it's not just in cannabis. I mean, when you start getting into, um, you know, molecular breeding and um, heritage, tracking the heritage of all of your, you know, all of your work that you're doing, it gets to be very interesting on paper because the way that you write these things, and it, it's not just a name and it's not just a modular name that changes, you know, with you just tack on something on the end every time. No, it's, you've got these, uh what is it forward slash and you've got the female on the left and the male on the right i could be wrong but they're on you know the male the receiving and the giving ends are on opposite sides of this forward slash and then the mom and the dad have their own combinations so the moms and the dads have their own forward slashes and combinations of names and depending on what generations all of these things have been given or brought to there's like asterisks and numbers that indicate how many times these two parents had sex together to create this child that then had sex with that child. And so the, the like heritage names that you write on paper for other crops, you know, like small grains that I used to work on or other things that are important to humans. Like it's just, it gets to be insane very quickly. And I still clearly don't have a grasp on even which side of the damn slash the male and the female goes, because I'm not a breeder. I've just been in that world doing the work. It's a, it's a nice, you've obviously got a lot of information from it to separate you from someone like me. I haven't got a clue of any of it. As far as GMO would have been the one picking your brains a bit more on that side of it. But Well, I hope he's all right. I hope his daughter's treating him all right. 
Yeah, no, he's probably just getting thrown around a bit, <laughs> trying to get her to bed. Yeah, the other he's day, probably... the other day we were on chat. The other day we were on chat, and he was like, "Well, getting yelled at again. Be back soon." <laughs> and then he just like poof, he was gone, and I was logged off before he came back. Oh, he's funny, man. I do like Jimo. He's funny. Ah, he's he's a he's a brainhead, man. That's good stuff. Mm. Oh, he is. That's the thing. I, I I play. I don't know what part I am in this, but he's definitely the. The scientific head on these podcasts. So unfortunately, you've been stuck with the layman today. But you know what? You know what? GMO. Um, oh come on, Kino, the layman. You're like a god to me, dude. I don't know, mate. I'll, I'll just do my thing out there. I don't, I don't. I know what I do works, but I don't know why it works. So that's why GMO is good to try and stop me going on my tangents about saying things that probably ain't true or I'm getting wrong. Uh, but no, no, but what I was going to say is GMO has let me down. He has not found me yet wild comfrey in the forests that he promised me that there be comfrey in. So I'm a little bit peeved that he hasn't yet found it and hasn't yet put it in the mail because he said that he would if he found it. So I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just getting a little impatient GMO. All right. Imagine he's out there searching for it as well. I he will be. I can't find it either. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, good on you though for looking, dude. I really appreciate. And I, I mean, it, I know it's you're looking for yourself too, but I, the fact that you'd even like respond to my message, be like, dude, yeah, if I find it, I'll send you some. Like that, that really, that really melted my heart, man. That's just so special. Sharing plants, sharing plants with people that you like and people around you in your community is just such a heartfelt thing, um, and it's something that I like to do every year. I always share seeds and plants. Because That's it's nice. a way, because it's a way for me to express love and gratitude to others. Yeah. The spot I was saying this last week about putting genetics in people's hands that we do as a forum. I never looked at it like that. You know, it, it's nice. It, it's, you can do that, and you're doing that. You just pick your seeds, and I mean, just waiting for the bags, and we'll get them out to people that can do testers. They've got the fancy bags with my food on them. Can't just have them in a grip saw bag, but it is nice, man. It's, it's, it's a cool thing to have done. I can't thank you enough because there's a lot in there, man. Well, you know, Kino, the, the thing about it is it's not a material thing for me. You know, when those things leave my control, when I relinquish responsibility of those seeds or of those plants that I share, I get something that I like to call soul food. And soul food is a concept that was recently brought to light to me by my aunt who made it very clear to me that um, life becomes meaningless fast without soul food. And soul food are the things that you do that make you happy. The things that you can do with your mind and your body that help you escape from negative energy. Because negative energy kills you. It, oh, steals, it steals time from your precious life, from my precious life. And right now, there is a lot of negative energy around me. And it is very difficult to buffer that. And speaking to that point, I have unfortunately just run out of my delicious sour cheese in Candyland. <laughs> Oh, was that just a treat? 
<laughs> so now, like I said, I am uh, grinding up and plucking seeds out of my old hay here and trying to crumble in a little bit of shatter that I have left from this golden ticket shatter I got from some friends. So, you know, I'll like stuff a bowl of some dry ass yellow weed and throw a piece of shatter on there and it does the trick. That's it, man. As long as it does the trick, got to be done. You know, I, I was telling... Uh, Oh, shoot, I forget his name. A relatively recent poster was coming on with the ventilation question. And he was like, or somebody else, maybe it was the same guy speaking like, hey, this is my second grow. I haven't gotten into this in a while. I'm really desperately wanting to cultivate this again in my life. I love it. I have these concerns. Please help. And, um, you know, I was like, dude, even if the plant that you're growing right now stresses and Hermes and you wind up with, you know, trichome laced weedy bud. Mm. One, you just gained another round of priceless experience. And two, you have now flower material to work with and now seeds. So that is not necessarily bad. And I even said, you know, I told that short story about how I had some family throw some males and a plot of females that I had already grown for them. Mm. And, uh, you know, it got ruined quote unquote ruined, which I am now using myself <laughs> for medicine. Mm. Um, you know, and I was like, you will be very thankful to have that when you have nothing, Yeah. you know, and don't, don't ignore the experience that you're going through. And he was just, I think he had just replied with something simple, like, yeah. Okay. Good point. Right on. Thanks. That helps. You know? And it's just like concern seeps into the forum every day. Mm. You know, it's just text to the other receiving party, but with a little understanding, it's not just text. There's urgency, yeah. there's concern, there's negative energy that they don't want. And, and the rest of us are here to, when we log on and hit the unread posts and we see something no one's responded to, maybe we can know something about it. And that helps. And helping people is soul food. No, I have to agree, mate. I do. And especially you know, new growers, they just you do panic out when something goes wrong. I mean, we still do it now after growing for years, we panic out and we see something wrong. But you imagine a new grower not knowing nothing. And that's how a lot of people find the forums. And I'm not wrong. trying, exactly. And I'm not trying to tell these stories to bolster my ego. I, that is not my intention at all. I'm here to squash the ego and build community. Mm. You don't come I'm across just, like you are doing it the other way, mate. You do you tell you're a nice fella. Man, I'm I'm just here to share what's happened to me. Mm. And if I happen to learn something along the way, and then I maybe have tested it and it worked again, I might tell you about it. Mm. You know, but okay, here's an example of how I'm not the most adept grower, even though I've been quote unquote a plant person for uh 15, 16 years now. Um, I have not until last week tested the EC of my tap water. After years of growing in this <laughs> damn house, I like have not given a shit about it because I've never really grown plants indoor long enough for me to, to, to see the effect or, or notice it as an issue. Yeah. that I could solve. 
it took me a long time to see these same issues arise in different plants to even consider the fact that I could do something about it. Mm. It's knowledge, isn't it? You learn that you can do things about it only because you learn that you can you can change it by adjusting the EC or, or being the backgrounds of water. That's what always scared me with cocoa growing, man. Like I was soil and it, you didn't have to pH, have to EC, nothing. But I think- And I like, I like, I like tested my water and it was 1.2 EC. Jesus. That's what I said. And everybody else was like, hmm, that's a bit hot. <laughs> that's some mad shit, man. I don't know what you got going on in there. Jesus, well, I'm, I'm, mine's 0.7, that's considered high, it's 1.2. Yeah, that's why I'm feeding in flour. <laughs> I um, I started sweating immediately, concerning for my the health of my plants. I felt mm. like such a bad daddy. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, how can I be doing this to you? And then I like mix in full strength fish emulsion on top of 1.2 EC. Like, what a mm. fool! No wonder you're seeing chlorosis, you you dummy. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, did I check the pH right? It's not just a pH issue, buddy. That is just some toxic shit, man. Honestly, I've never, I don't, I've heard of that over here. Oh man, Grumpy Grower posted that great. He started that great thread about like uh, water quality or tap water quality, something like that on the forum. And he like posted this uh, hour long video from, I think he was a professor from New Hampshire University or somewhere over on the East Coast there. And uh, it was very informative. And he's like, yeah, I was an extension dude, Midwest growers in the United States for like 20 something years. And all of them have high alkaline water because they sit on top of a limestone bedrock where their aquifers are drawn from. So we have a lot of bicarbonate just naturally in the source of our water. And I was just like, oh, that's news to me. Maybe I should take their advice because, like, I think Jimmy Two Scoop and uh, Marcus and uh, Grumpy were all like, "Dude, have you like bothered to check the EC of your water?" And I was like, "Nope. <laughs> Maybe I'll get to it next week." Dirt. <laughs> no, dude. Jeez, give a sick. crap. Like, like, get better at what you think you like to do. Come on. Mm. This is what I always say, it's the one percent, and I banged on about it from the from the first time I think it was on one of these shows. But the one percent it's, it's it's paying attention to everything. There's no thirty percent way you're gonna increase, you're gonna be a better grower. No, no, no thirty percent jump you can make unless you're doing completely wrong in the beginning. But while looking at all the little details, knowing the ECs, I don't check I don't use EC pens no more because I know my background. I know what plants will take because I'm using the same strains. But if I was to do the EC and I was to keep note of exactly where I was at, because EC will drop, my background will drop and go up. So there'll be a bit less, bit more here and there. I'd probably do better. Someone like Bulls, who does 1% down to a T, you know, the, the, he doesn't have one leaf on his floor. He, he will trim out anything that shouldn't be there, completely strip the underneath of his canopy, everything. The little 1%, that's what changes growing. And that's the attention to detail that changes growing and makes a better yeah. grow. Well, that's kind of uh, synergistic in a way, you know? Mm. It's not just you. It's not just the plant. To optimize that, it's you and the plant. Yeah, and everything else that goes with it. You've got to tackle... Just, just having just like your hum, hum, humidity bang on. I don't like saying numbers because different plants will, will prefer slightly higher, slightly lower in veg or different time. There's so many ways of doing it, but it's paying attention to your plants. No, and just paying attention to the color, to the leaves, to, to, to everything about the plant. You can tell if a plant's happy or not. 
I had the Exodus and it wasn't happy on 24.0. I knew it wasn't happy on 24.0 lighting through veg, but I couldn't bother to change it. If I'd changed it, I would have done a bit better that time. It would have been a right. bit better quality by the end. It's just right. It was it was getting more light than it wanted, and it was letting you know, and you were just sort of like, yeah, deal with it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's almost laziness, but at the same oh, time, dude. it's how each and every one of us wants to grow as well. You know, it's what floats our boat. So well, if I want to be a bit lazy, Bulls wants to be anal about it, but then that's why he does what he does, and I do what I do. You know, and I think that's uh, that's important to point out. You know, everybody's got their own style, and that one percent really does make a difference. But you know, as you sort of hinted to as well, it's it may not necessarily your grow and your growing style because of whatever else is going on in your life may not be exactly what you want, but it is what you have. You know, and so depending on how many other commitments or responsibilities you have or dependents in your life that ask for your time, like many of us have, uh, you know, your grow may or may not be up to the same quality snuff that in your mind, you as a grower should be doing. Yeah. And I don't know if I would necessarily call that laziness. I would say the laziness comes into when you know how to solve it and you choose not to with the time that you have, Mm -hmm. that does happen. But you know, I can't hold myself to be productive 100% of the time of every moment of every day. And I'm not going to try and do that to myself. Otherwise, I'm going to cause negative energy in my own life when I don't fulfill that. So I just do what I can and realize that I am doing that and try not to hold myself under that weight of you haven't done this. It should be better. You know, this is always a learning opportunity. And those of us who start their first, second, third grow in optimal conditions, I mean, hats off, bro. Good for you. Um, That's awesome. But I am not one of those people. I am sort of learning as I go. And so my plants do let me know when they are unhappy with me. And I may or may not immediately tend to those, you know, communications that they are telling me. So it's not necessarily you're a good or bad grower and it's not necessarily no, you exactly, yeah. are lazy. it's you have moments of laziness mm. and depending on your life your grow may not be um commensurate with your self identity as a you know your quality as a grower mm. but that's okay because as long as you believe that you're doing everything that you can to juggle your life in your plants, that's all you can do, man. That's it. No, I enjoy what I do, my friend, and that, that's what that's that's the key for me. I enjoy it. I'd like to be able to do more out there. I enjoy like what I, I do do with it. Yeah. Them. And that's enough. And I man. can tell. And I can tell because your posts are quality. You're always in chipper mood on chat. You know, you've been with the forum since its inception. So obviously things are okay enough for you to want to, to continue to be involved. And same with the rest of the, the crew who are with you. You know, props to Mrs. B and Mama B and Point Five and GMO and Captain and uh, you know all of you guys, Sage and Thrash and all of you guys. Man, I've met so many people, and you know I'm sure I'm not saying names that I should be, and I'm sorry because I'm still new. But damn, you all are inspirational, and it's so fun to be a part of the community. Yes, and that's the key to it, though, is community. It's what I've always said before. I've always said, and it's 
not sloppiness, but it's as much your forum as my forum, as K-Bag's forum, as Nook's forum, as Mama's forum, as Mrs. B's forum. And that's the beautiful thing about what we're trying to do and what we've done. I said that in chat earlier, the fact we've done what we've done, we've done it our way. We're nothing, we're nothing big. We, we are not a big forum. We, we, we just, we have our own corner of the net, but that's all we need. And that's all we need right. to do. And it's just the people on there. They, you know, right. they've got fun people on there. They're good people on there. So, And um, when I decided to re-enter the world of like online forums, this was like uh, last, late last year. I don't know. I don't even know how long I've been with Growing 420. Now. Not that long, not even a year, but. You was there for Christmas when you are, I think. Something like that, a couple, three, yeah. four months. I don't know, not that long. Yeah. I'm not trying to be like a veteran on the site or nothing, but I have, of course, as you all have heard or maybe have heard, um, participated in forums as a quote unquote professional in the community um, for some time. Um, but mm -hmm. it's been a long time since I participated. And so the online um, architecture of forums has changed, right? And mm -hmm. all of the old forums that I was familiar with were not necessarily friendly and that mm. bothered me and i never stayed in one spot for very long mm. and um wound up leaving the company that i was doing that product description work and customer service for on the forums because um of the negative energy and it was taking too much of my time dealing with people online while i was trying to work and make money and also go to school full-time so it was mm. just not working for me yeah, like I had too many jobs and of all the jobs that I was doing school and legitimate money work that I could claim on my taxes were way more important than this shady cash in the mail bullshit huh. that I had to deal with unfriendly people online and then had to move from checks or had to move from cash to checks in the mail. Once I had that paper trail and dealing with these negative people at the same time, I was like, I don't need it. See ya. Yeah. You know, and then on top of all the other BS that happened with that poor soul over there um yeah that's a whole nother story so, it was just like time it was time you know yeah i'll get that mate so and now, now that i've come back now that i've come back sorry to cut you off now that i come back like rollroom420.com was almost immediately like positive green vibes just from the face value of the site you know from my angle as somebody who is questioning whether or not to even do this oh. again. So when I got hopped on the forum and found it to be welcoming, loving, fun, I was like, shit, I'm not going anywhere. And then I started a couple, three posts that was like, hey, everybody, I'm this person. Uh, <laughs> I like these things. Hopefully I can carve out a tiny fraction of the internet to just post some shit that I think is cool. Maybe you think it's cool too. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then off I went, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm now still going. So you can go ahead and look at my unhappy plants and see my <laughs> less than ideal DIY projects and whatever. Oh, I like that cover, man. What you done with that LEDs was mental. That was some mad shit when you done the, uh, the sort of surround. I was talking about doing something like that years ago. Uh, but but um, using LEDs, like small, like say 200 watt boards, but on the sides or like slightly underneath the canopy sort of Dude, thing. Dude, 200 watt boards is even overkill, man. Yeah, but I was also about a bit of quite a big tent, but sort of oh, but seeing you, you do it, yeah. but back then I did, but seeing you, well, you've done it with that, you know what I mean? Because I had the HPS on top and I thought like a wall of light, like walls of light almost. 
But yeah, it's mad what you've done now. I, I love that. I love what you've done in the, the LEDs. Yeah, it's man. Cool. And those those LED boards that I have hung vertically on that shelf are just two by two foot boards, and they're only about fifty watts piece. But it's light, isn't it? It's usable light. So yeah, of course it's usable light. It's actually a mix of red, red, blue, and white. Um, and from what I know, it's about 14% blue, and the rest is a mixture of white and red mm. as photosynthetic drivers. But the, 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 the greater than 10% blue concentration in the lamps is there to help um, encourage nodular growth and shorter <laughs> internal length um, and broader leaves. And also, it happens to bring out some interesting color in some plants I've started to notice. Mm. But I think that might just be the LED blurple itself and not specifically attributed to the ratio of blue light. I don't know. I for, the I don't... For, the, for the color seeping out. I don't know. Uh, uh, regarding like the internode length and those other leaf traits and stuff like that, definitely the greater than 10% blue light is more likely than not, I would say, influencing those traits from what I understand. I'd agree. I'm a big fan of MH, um, which is a lot more blue light than HPS. What Almost... are you eating, dog? Oh my god! <laughs> it's got on your plants. <laughs> oh, oh shit! I left my garden gate open before the show started. What's he got? <laughs> uh oh, I don't know. I gotta wander in here and see what he got into. What did you get, buddy? Was that you? <laughs> Bastards at my greens again. <laughs> you got to love dogs. My dog done that. We Man, did you a, see? I got my entire veg patch. Did, uh, in my uh, non-canna growing thread on the forum, somewhere in there, uh, talk about these leafy greens that I'm growing. And, mm. uh, before I had the growth chamber wrapped and actually before I um, uninstalled and, and lifted the bottom shelf, I had the, the bottom shelf of my grow rack was on the very bottom setting. So it was like right at my medium dog's head height, right? So they come down the stairs. I'm working downstairs. They're like, hey, dad, what's up? I'm like, yeah. please go away. Get out of my area. You're going to ruin everything. And they're like, whoa, come on, dad. And then uh, they find their way down there when I'm not down there. And that's not necessarily good. Mm. And so one of them managed to snarf down an entire solo cup of tatsoi asian greens oh, um but had the courtesy to leave me one leaf so that was, that was nice <laughs> i do love it then i and my, my dog and, uh, anything like that. Now, now the bugger's gone and got a full grown one out of the garden patch <laughs> he just ate himself a large salad and he knows where it is now i'll be going back for more later i gotta keep that gate closed That's all right. I was in there trying to get some watering done before the show started. So now I have less things to water, though. So win-win, I guess. <laughs> and you know what? At least it wasn't a bunny rabbit eating my shit. At least it was like a family member. That's it. You know, I, I guess I wasn't all mad the first time either. I was more like shocked and appalled that they would. Of course, what kind of inhibitions do you think a freaking terrier would have? None. So what is it? What breed is it? Terrier? They're West, they're, they're Westies. So they're West Highland White Terriers. So they're all white fur and they're about 25 pounds. Bloody hell. Yeah, and you know the Caesars dog food can? Yeah. It's that dog. Oh, okay. Fair play. 
I do like him. We got a little staffy. Stuff you know what? I had just loaded a bowl with some shatter on it, and I saw him with the grains in my mouth, and I popped off my ass, and the shatter went flying. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. gone as well. Your greens on your shower. I got some more. That's all right. Live and learn. Yeah. Constantly living and learning. <laughs> just had a message off GMO. He's just saying he's benefit beyond. He's just got his uh, daughter off. So. Oh, good. Yeah. I've just got another fire in the hole over here, so I'm good to go. That's it. He might pop on. He might pop on. He might not. But yeah, so obviously, I think I mentioned earlier with what's going on in the world at the moment, if uh, you're in the middle of it, isn't you? if you don't mind talking about it. No, that's perfectly all right. I think I'm doing better than I had been before. Yeah. That's not, that's not just about the thing. It's just obviously we need to stay safe. And it's just, I'm sorry that it's happening over there, man. It's just madness. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's wild, man. I'm a native to the area. And, uh, it's, it's one, it's unsettling to find out that it's largely people from not this area that are coming here to do these horrible things we're all talking about. Uh. You know, but um, two, I've never seen any sort of military presence like this in my entire life. Yeah. In That's my true. area. Of course, as an American, I'm exposed to the media coverage of wars and things that are going on in, um, you know, multinational media coverage. But it's never been somewhere where I can drive in my car and see it. Yeah. Or it's never been there are people that I don't recognize in large masses, very close to my house, looking like they don't have any good intent. Yeah, it's got to be scary, man. That's wild. You know, and you've got police helicopters flying over your house and you don't know exactly why. Yeah. I'm not in a friendly area to our plant. Mm. That's always a worry. I mean, in every so that was that was the first, you know, throat hitting stomach moment. I was like, that's two of them. And they're yeah. over my house. Uh, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. Lo and behold, that was actually for a separate occasion that was completely different from any of the pandemic or riot and looting that's going on. That was a completely different thing. That was that was some it's, teenagers with a loaded weapon doing things they shouldn't be doing. That was also not good. House. Yeah. You see, when I first used to have helicopters go over my house, and it is the, the, the panics that you get in as a grower, we were, we were talking about this a couple of shows ago. The things that panic us out, that stress us out, that normal people just got no idea about. Like you say, there could be someone hanging around the house or around the back of the house or something, or there could be helicopter noises or sirens or radio noises at night. If I hear radio noises like outside of my, like what sounds like a radio at three in the morning outside of my, my bedrooms on the front of the house, like I'm up, I'm out the windows like, was that police? And the little yeah. things that just stress us the yeah. fuck out as growers, man, that we have, we shouldn't have to be man, stressed those, about, but we do. Those those ghost noises happen to a lot of people, man. Mm. It's not even just growers in unfriendly areas, dude. It's like parents, mm. man. I, now that I have a one month old daughter, dude, I will be doing work in the garden somewhere in the house that I legitimately shouldn't be able to hear my daughter cry. Cause she's with her mom. She's fine. I don't need to be that close to her. And I will like be in the midst of whatever I'm doing and hear her cry in my head. And like, mm start shitting my pants giant sweat beads i like throw everything down and <laughs> run in the house and they're like reading a children's book in bed yeah. 
having just finished like eating. And I was like, she wasn't crying. And, and my wife will look at me like, are you okay? <laughs> and I'll be like, uh-huh. And then I'll go back to whatever I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to parenting, mate. It doesn't get no easier. Oh Congratulations, by the so way. When you're, when you're like, I hear, I hear radio, you know, I'm like, oh mm. my God, I know what you mean. Yeah. No, it is. It's just, it's just the little things that scare us. I mean, it, I, I do. I mean, but not so much now. Like I'm at the point now where if it, if it does kick off or my or the old bill come or someone's trying to rob me, I'm sort of accepting of it because it's been so long worrying about it. But in my first year or two, I used to live down the road from a, an ambulance station um, where I used to live. And there used to be like sirens about two, three, four in the morning. And that first month of setting up tents and shit. And um, it was, oh, mate, it was madness. It was absolute yeah. madness. Yeah, no, I, I completely feel that. Uh, the fear and like the constant subconscious, you know, it raises your everyday level of stress, which can be, you can miss that if you don't pay attention to that as a grower in non-friendly areas. Yeah. You know, it does that to you. Or at least to me, maybe not you guys. I don't know. Maybe you guys don't give a shit. But there's a part of me that always will. As long oh, no, as it's always there. Like, it, it's you just, know? When I, when I have like a week off, like in between harvest, so I shut down for a month or something, that's the best sleep I ever get. I don't, oh, even, I don't, oh I don't even know it though. You know what I mean? I don't even know that oh. I'm not sleeping properly, but every noise keeps me awake. Because I could be getting that. robbed. I could be getting, you know, it could be I anything. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. But we still do it because we love it. So That's exactly right. Because we yeah. think it matters in life. That's mm. why. Yeah. You know. so mom was in chat just saying that they're in Houston and Dallas writing. So you're saying it's people from outside the area coming in to do it. Because I, I thought, what well, I said to you earlier, I thought it was strange. Would I know people have the hump and they obviously want to, you know, hurt the government or hurt the police for what's happened. And what happened to that man is terrible. But to burn down your own malls and your own shopping centres was just a bit like, what to me, you know what I mean? But then you said it's not even people from your area. People are coming in to obviously loot, rob and damage yeah, from what I understand, the other night, the other night, um, 34 arrests in the city were all out of state. And that was just in St. Paul. That's not even Minneapolis. Minneapolis, I believe, had 50 arrests that were all out of state. So that's nearly 100 individuals in one night that were arrested within the Twin Cities. Yeah. Who didn't come from here. No, that's madness, mate. Absolute madness. Yeah. It's just what we said, the 1%, isn't it? The, 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 the people, you, the, you got to play for the stupid in society. People are probably just enjoying burning shit down or out to try and rob something. And they can do it under the guise of protesting. You know, as Roma said in there, I've got no people with um, peaceful protests or even like aggressive protests. I'm not saying anything like they should be doing that, but if it was aimed at specific buildings that, you know, were involved in what happened, but just... The way it's been done, it's mad. But as you say, it's not even people from where you are. So there are a lot of angles to different groups participating in this current yeah, event. Yeah, I could imagine. Uh, whether it is self-serving or peaceful or strictly protesting or, you know, for whatever ism you would feel free to throw a group behind, they're all here doing horrible things in pockets. And we are all here trying not to get caught by it. And there are now thousands of badges and national guards with Kevlar and automatic weapons and Lord knows what else 
at their disposal, visible, hurting us as well in the process of trying to find those who don't belong. So it is insane. Yeah. And like I said, I've never, ever seen this in my area. I've seen it before on the news, but never here. And that is just insane. I can't imagine it being over here. Please don't even and I've even, guns. And I've even asked those two generations before me, have you ever seen something like this here? And they're like, we've seen some things, but not like this. Mm. And it's, I get the same answer. So this is like new, new to all of us here, natives. Mm. No, it's definitely mad, man. I just hope obviously you stay safe and everything that you and the family yeah, see you all yeah. through without any incidents of any, any yeah. anything, you know? Yeah, they all go upstairs at night. I don't go for walks with the dogs anymore, you know? So you don't go, I didn't hear that, sorry. Oh, sorry. You know, they sleep upstairs and I don't yeah. go outside for walks anymore. Mm. See, that's mad. You've got the, the pandemic, obviously, it's causing things. And now this, it's, it's got to be stressful, man. But you've got a, you've got a newborn at home. You've got plenty of things. I just got, got a, I just got a notification. I just got a notification on my phone just now that there's shots fired a few blocks from my house right now. Bloody hell, man. Yeah, man. I don't know if the rest of you have this same app in your neighborhoods but i use an app called citizen and it seems to work quite well for residents to use as a platform to report only crime and then talk about what's happening in real time that's just for people it's obviously not um censored like news and shit that's no an that's direct random. yeah yeah oh, that's good a, i like that yeah that's a good idea nothing like over here i don't think but we don't really get big big problems over here and you know, not like that well lord <laughs> lord help you guys i mean i'm not necessarily a god-fearing man but that phrase still has weight mm. you know as i say you've got the newborn congratulations with the baby and um you've got your plants so just stay in like you would have been anyway not locked down and keep yeah, safe, man. Man. i just hunker shit. down in the basement with the growth chamber or you know upstairs with the ladies reading books or Hanging out, mm. playing music. We like to dance a lot. You know, there's a lot of good music that comes out of this region, so it's always That's a good time. Point. You know, and I've actually um, GMO would probably, and you even would probably like to hop onto this if you aren't doing it already. And actually, a lot of the other parents on the forum have pockets where they post like, "Here is my veg tent," or "I planted some pumpkins for the kiddos this year." You know, mm. and um, I started doing this thing where I've got um, all kinds of different aromatic plants like i have a i have a lemon geranium i have a ground thyme i've got spearmint i've got you know all these different things all these different things and uh if i need to distract her i walk her around and we'll rub things on her fingers and she'll smell them and it'll That's stop cool. her from crying you know and she'll like pause and be like, oh mad like wow what is that be like, oh, you like that one? Or she doesn't like sage. She doesn't really like sage yet. Mm. Don't know, tell so sage kinda... on the forum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, that's nice, man. I like the fact that you're doing that as, as young as that is with natural smells and that. as long as a baby is with natural smells and shit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. It's fun. Try it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's, I'll keep I'll keep threatening to do it, but I don't. I mean, we're supposed to be moving. We are moving soon, so I didn't really do anything with the garden. When we move, it will be a lot more long term, and I will do that with the kids. I'd like the kids yeah. to be growing, you know, stuff out in the garden. I don't think they were younger in my old house, but the dog ate it all. We were right. out one day. But well, at least it's good to just expose it to them. Exactly. Yeah, I think it is good because we, especially over here, there's less and less green, uh, green places. There's green places to go, but they're full of people. There's no real right. wild over here anymore. There's no more. You can't really get lost over here. So you know, I think it's important that they should be doing some gardening stuff, but I'm not going to spend money to move out in two months. It's madness. So. Well, yeah, it just sounds like you're doing whatever you can too, man. That's all yeah. you can do. So, yeah. But uh, hey, hey, you know what, uh, Kino, I'm, uh, I'm going to have to dip out, unfortunately. Yeah. I got the, cool. uh, the ring, the bells ringing from the missus. Okay. All right, yeah, get in there, then you get in trouble. Yeah, no, thank you very much for tonight, Matthew. It means a lot for you coming on. Um, definitely check Matthew out on Instagram and he's on the forum. I want to say where they can find you, Matthew. Your, your name right. of your Instagram account and that, yeah, uh, mafu.martin at Instagram, and you can find me at the same uh, tag, uh, mafu.martin at uh, growingroom420.com. Check it out if you care, or if you want to just see some pictures of some flowers and some other neat stuff, go check it out if you like. All right, fair play. We'll say goodbye then. Matthew bit bit off. And uh, thank you all for listening. Thanks to everyone in chat. And uh, obviously check out the forum, Chrome 420. Yeah. And we'll be back uh, probably next week with someone else. I'm sure Matthew will make an appearance on a Friday night at some point, I think we spoke about. So, yeah. Yeah. Right on, everybody. Well, Kino, cheers to you. Thanks again for tonight and for the invitation. It was, it was really a pleasure on my end. And, you know, like I said, to, to be able to interact in real time with, with people from the forum is is uh, it's a blast so just thanks again and take care everybody from the forum and everybody be safe and positive energy cool man thank you all right, all right. stay safe everyone and we'll see you on the forum <laughs>